What's going on, family? What is going on? If you can hear me, you're tuned in, you logged in, you tapped in. Press the number one in the comments. Press the number one in the comments. I just need to know that you are tapped in. We're going to get started in four more minutes, family.
What's going on, family? What's going on? What is going on? One of the biggest things that I want to make sure that I'm sharing with you is that we are live at five. I want to make sure that you understand that we are live at five. If you can see me, you can hear me, you can, you can, you can follow me. I want you to press the number one. I just want to make sure everything is tuned in and we are ready. I just want to make sure we all on the same page. This is live, so I just want to make sure that we all are following each other. As I get my mic ready, it's kind of connected to my chain. I want to make sure that we're good. First and foremost, I want to say, I appreciate y'all spending y'all Saturday with me here getting this live information. Um, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to make sure that uh, I'm not screaming and I'm not yelling. Um, <laughs> because y'all do know I like to get excited. Y'all do know that I get excited. Currently at my home studio. Um, <clears throat> I promised my family that I would do more work at the crib uh, because I have been working a lot lately. So whether you're on IG or whether you're on YouTube, I want to say welcome. My name is Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs. Uh, I am the creator of Private Banking. Uh, blueprint. I'm actually excited, extremely excited to be sharing with y'all information that will absolutely change your life. Uh, some of y'all do not know that I actually wrote a textbook. Can you figure that? Go figure, right? I wrote a textbook and in this textbook, as you guys can see, in this textbook, as you guys can see, um, this is a very solid textbook. Y'all see this? Very solid textbook. Very solid textbook. Very solid textbook, um, and it's solid, hardcover. In this, in this textbook, I actually wrote about uh, how to build your private banking system. Uh, when I talk to y'all about being the bank and becoming the bank, I'm talking to you from a place of uh, experience. Uh, me and my family have been fortunate to build and be a part of building uh, several multi-million dollar brands and companies uh, and more to come that uh, we have been able to build uh, from our banking system using banking principles. A lot of us don't realize that these banks are nothing but a collection of families uh, that work together uh, in order to what? Uh, in order to position themselves as the authority in the community. The problem with a lot of us is that we don't run our businesses, we don't build our brands, uh, we don't run our companies, we don't run our lives like the very industry that controls our lives, right? Which is the banking system. Uh, also in this book, I actually wrote, um, uh, We Are Sick Surviving Financial Cancer. Um, this is when I uh, statistically and scientifically prove how consumer debt is the number one cause of death in black America, how consumer debt 
is the number one cause of death in black America. Matter of fact, 99.999% of all fees, expenses, debt, finance charges, and wealth are created from the consumers of the marketplace. Um, and when you understand that the consumers are the ones that get ate up, you're going to realize why stress is extremely prevalent in the lives that we currently live in. So the, one of the biggest things I want you to understand is that the key to becoming the banker, the key to building your life, the key to taking your life to the next level is transitioning in life from consumer to producer to banker. And so before we even want to get started, one of the things I want to do, I actually want to show you the two teams in this world. Because if I can show you the two teams in this world, maybe, just maybe, we can all get on the same page. And if we can get on the same page, I think for I think for a fact that we will be able to change the trajectory of our family's lives. So if you're ready to change the trajectory of our family's lives, what I want you to do for me, can you please press the number five? If you're ready to change the trajectory of your family's lives, can you please press the number five? The reason why I do call to actions are simply because I used to be a teacher um, and I guess I am still a teacher. And as a teacher, I just like to make sure that my students that are watching are engaged. You all are paying attention. We all are on the same page so that we can be able to position ourselves to take advantage of our lives in a different way. And so here it goes. Right. What we have to understand, and a lot of y'all that know me, y'all know I teach the same principles because let me tell you, wealth and success is doing the same thing over and over and over again and not breaking your stride, okay? So there are only three teams in this world. There are only three teams in this world. The first team is the banker. The first team is the banker, okay? Okay, that's the first team, all right? The second team is the producer. Okay. The producer is the producer is the entrepreneur. The producer is the business owner. The producer is the inventor. The producer is a real estate real estate developers. The producer is business developers. That's the producer, okay? Y'all follow me? Okay, so these are your producers. Now, the third team is the consumer. These, these are the people are, that consume everything. So if you don't know what a consumer is, a consumer is nothing but a customer, a client, um, uh, uh, somebody who purchases and consumes, that's all it is. Okay. That's all that is. But in society, what we fail to realize is that the banking industry has done something that's absolutely crazy. And matter of fact, um, it's, it's, it's sublime, right? It's exciting to kind of see because you can actually learn from their marketing, branding, and strategies. One of the biggest things that the banks have done, they have infiltrated our school system, infiltrated all of the financial system to make us believe that we need them in order to get the lives that we want. How many of you all have heard from some financial advisor that said you need great credit to get the cars that you want? You need to get great credit to get the house you want. You need great credit to uh, fund your business. You need great credit to do all these things. How many of us have heard that? Press number two if you've heard that. If you've heard that, I want you to press the number two. Because what we have, what we see is the, what we call market penetration and what the banks have done, they've completed successfully market penetration. So as a child, you grow up thinking that you need the bank in order for you to get the stuff that you want, creating a dependency. So what do the banks teach the consumers? What do they teach us? You need credit cards, you need loans, you need car notes, you need all these things to get the life that you want. So what do they teach us? They say, Hey, listen, in order to get the life you want, what you want to do, you want to leverage or borrow money so that you can consume the things that you want. Okay. So, so what have we been taught to do, right? We've been taught to consume. So what do we do? We borrow money from the bank at a percentage. We borrow money at a bank at a percentage so that we can purchase products from the businesses, the producer. So we borrow money from the bankers at a percentage so that we can purchase products from the producer. 
Does this, does, does this look familiar? That looks familiar, doesn't it? We borrow money from the bank at a percentage so that we can what? So that we can purchase things for the consumer. Okay? Okay? Now, what does the producer do? Well, the producer is in a lot better position than the consumer. The consumer is, the consumer is, uh, um, the consumer is uh, the person who's purchasing everything and taking all of the risk. So to be in a position to leverage money at a percentage just to buy something from the producer, just to pay it back to the banker, you're in what's called the worst position, right? You're the one who's consuming all of the risks. So as a consumer, the problem with being a consumer is that you're consuming all of the risks. You're consuming all of the risk. And the problem with being in this position is that if you're going to be consuming all of the risks, that means that you're going to be paying all of the fees and interest. You end up paying all fees and interest. You end up paying all fees and all interest. Okay. So when we so when we look at this, we say, okay, when I borrow money from the banker, um, and then I put myself in a bad situation, I'm borrowing money just to consume the things I feel like I want and I need just to pay it back at an interest and I'm what? I'm consuming all the fees and interest. Now let's look at the position from a banker to the producer. What is the producer taught? The producer's taught to borrow money from the what? From the producer, the bank. The producer is taught to borrow money from the bank so that you can what? So that you can create products and sell to the consumer. Very simple. Very simple. No extra stuff. The producer is taught to borrow money from the bank so that they can what? Sell products to the consumer. Right? So that they can what? Sell products to the consumer. So consumers borrow money from the bank to buy products from the producer. And the producers borrow money at an interest, at an interest from the bank so that they can what? Sell products to the consumer. Now, what makes the producer able to be in a better position than a consumer? Well, the producer, remember, is the business developer, the entrepreneur, the business owner, the inventor or real estate what developer. So the producer is in a better situation because the producer is borrowing money at a percentage from the bank. And if the producer is smart, if the business owner is smart, which most business owners, because we lack the true information that we need to be successful, a lot of us underprice our products. Therefore, we consume a lot of the risk and interest that you're supposed to be passing off to the consumer, which is the customer. The customer is supposed to get 100% of all of the interest, the fees, and the charges, right? Because that's what the consumer does in business. The problem is, is that a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we put ourselves in a consumer's position as a producer, but we, got, we don't have time to sit on that today, okay? We don't have time to sit on that today. So, so, um, so when it comes to producer, right? So when I borrow money from the bank as a producer, I'm in a better situation because I can pass risks to the who? To the consumer. I can pass risks to the consumer. Let me make it bigger for y'all so y'all can see. The producer can pass risks to the consumer. How is that? Because whatever interest that the bank charges them, the producer can charge that interest to the consumer. So if done properly and operating and thinking like a bank, the producer actually can put themselves into position. It's called margins, right? And the margin is when you get a product, let's say you get a product for $12 plus interest, it'll be like $15. If you charge and mark your product at $30, that's a 100% margin increase. You got a $15 margin, so therefore you actually got your book and the consumer paid for the interest of you getting that book and the charge, right? 
So if you do it correctly, but most of us don't product and market correctly. So if I'm borrowing money, I can pass interest fees to the consumer in my prices. I also can, uh, uh, and I also can add merchant fees. And what a merchant fee is, is what the bank charges you to do a transaction. I can also put that on the consumer for them to purchase. Okay. But even still, with the producer able to use uh, this third-party money that the bank has to put themselves in positions of authority, as all of us may be starting, maybe getting to the position to do that, but a lot of us are failing to realize a couple of things. A lot of us are failing to realize a couple of things. Although as a producer, business owner, I can create success uh, uh, and become rich during this strategy, but it's not until you realize the seat that the bankers sit at that where you can actually put yourself in a position of accumulating wealth for real. Well, why do I say that? Right? Why do I say that? Somebody said, um, um, uh, so, so why do I say that? I start by saying because of this. Look, let me show you. Let me show you. I start, I start by saying because of this. As the producer, after I borrow money from the bank, I have to what? Pay the bank back. Plus the interest that I used it for. The consumer, what does the consumer have to do? The consumer also has to pay the bank back for the interest that it used. The consumer took all of the risk. Why? Because the, because the producer, along with the product and the price that they gave them, Along with the product that they gave them, the consumer also passed interest fees from the bank over to the consumer. I mean, the producer also passed interest fees that they received from the bank over to the consumer with their product and what's called pricing strategy. So the producer took almost little risk, but they still are responsible to pay the interest back. The consumer took all of the risk and they're still responsible for paying the interest back. So not only in buying this product did they pay for the fees of the producer, but they still have to pay for the fees and interest from the banker. So what does the bank, what does the consumer do? They're in a bad situation. All right. But notice what team it's winning on both sides. I want y'all to pay close attention, okay? Play close attention. Team one is the bank. Team two is the producer. And team three is the consumer. Which team do you not want to be on? The consumer, the banker, or the producer? Which team would you rather not be on? The consumer, the banker, or the producer? Well, it's easy to see. I don't want to be on the team of the consumer. Why? Because the consumer consumes all risks. Jake, what do you mean? Um, we're going to get into it, but I'm also going to show you how being a consumer as a homeowner, as a homeowner, is also a big risk. Why? Because you're just consuming and that property is not making you cash flow or making you money. It's only keeping up with the cost of living. And I'll, and I'll share a text with y'all that one of my friends sent me so that you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm going to show you the proof. One of the best parts about understanding the strategies that I teach is that I don't bring a lot of emotion inside of it other than my passion. I like to show you facts. And based on this, you all have uh, come to the conclusion that you don't want to be the consumer. Okay. So
Oh my lord. Oh my lanta. I forgot to turn on my mic to go into YouTube. Uh, funny, funny, funny thing. Gee whiz. I forgot to turn on my mic to go on YouTube. Uh, so hopefully that will work, Brother Ben. I appreciate you. I'm trying to look at two things at one time. Um, trying to look at two things at one time. Lordy, my Lanta. Oh, Lanta. Okay, cool. If y'all ready to continue the class, press the number two. If y'all can hear me, press the number two on YouTube. Uh, I apologize. Uh, cousin Jake is trying to understand and know what technology is. And I forgot to turn on my mic. And oh my gosh, this was the best introduction into this PowerPoint that I probably ever had in a long time. So, gosh. Okay. So, for those of y'all that don't know, this is Private Banking Blueprint. This is not a textbook that I'm working on. This is a textbook that's been done, okay? This textbook is complete. Private Banking Blueprint, this is the textbook that goes with the course inside of our community. Gots to be more careful. Y'all, we gots to be more careful. Hold on. Hold on. We gots to that bam and then I'm just gonna hold this thing like this because that's how we that's how we finna do that thing mm. y'all see that see this is what you call ingenuity at its finest not allowing situations to spook you and make y'all flustered right okay cool because I know that y'all are giving me information that you need I just want to make sure that I am on YouTube and I am live at five and everything is good okay so first of all we got to understand about intelligence i tell intelligence is the ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skill so understanding that intelligence is the ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skill just learning this information without application is not being intelligent and a lot of us uh, like to participate in what brother ben says all the time intellectual masturbation and what intellectual masturbation simply is is that you get off on having all this information but not applying it in, in, in one of my favorite books it says a poor man's words are not heard they're despised it's not saying that that poor man is somebody who lacks intelligence what it's saying is that the poor man's words are not heard they're despised meaning that you may have wisdom but the lack of applications leaves you for having substance somebody who lacks substance typically lacks the results in life so what you have to understand is that not only are you getting this information, but I want you to apply it to your life so that you can put yourself in positions of authority. Okay. So now they're saying IG, now they're saying IG don't have volume. I just can't keep up. So I'm going to keep going and let the Lord fix the sound. Amen. Okay. So we look at why most families struggle versus why most families succeed. One of the biggest things I want you to understand is that the reason why most families struggle and most families succeed is actually because of line number four and number five. If you can handle number four and number five, everything else will be easy. Okay. So what's number four and what's number five? Number four and number five is this. 
Number four, families struggle because they make decisions based on emotions. A lot of us have been taught wrong. We say what? I just go with my gut feeling. I can't, I don't know what it is. I just, I just go with my heart. I just go, I just go with my mind, but you lack facts, research, and logic. Most families struggle because what? We get married based on emotion. You date based on just potential, no facts, research, or logic of a history of winning. See, 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 when you date, right, and if somebody is not where they want to be, you should be able to look at their past and know if they've always achieved success in some form or fashion. Or you say, Jake, my, my man was a drug dealer. Well, was your man one of the best drug dealers? <laughs> man, my man was there. Was, my man fought all the time. Was, was he one of the best fighters? Because if you can see somebody that can excel and grow in any aspect of their life, no matter the diaspora, you're going to be able to see what? That there's a commonality in winners. Okay? But what we have to understand is that we got to graduate from struggling and succeeding. And the best thing to succeed is base your decisions based on facts, research, and logic. All the information I'm sharing with you today, don't move forward based on emotion. Make sure that you have facts that can back up you making the decision to come into the community. And families that base their decisions based on facts, research, and logic typically stick to the plan when they make one. But a family that bases decisions based on emotions are easily influenced. What do you mean by easily influenced, Jake? What I mean is time gets hard. Your faith gets shaken. Well, if you didn't make the decision based on facts, research, and logic, it'll make sense that your faith gets shaken on what you said God told you to do because it was based really on emotion. But, but with a successful family, if they make decisions based on facts, research, and logic, guess what? They typically got access to the right information. People that make decisions based on emotion typically lack the right information so that they can be able to what excel and grow. These are things that are important as we go, but when we realize the, the continuity or the flow of how we're supposed to actually grow, groom, and develop as people, we got to understand the flow of currency, and banks understand that. See, banks know how to flow money, how to keep it flowing. As a consumer, and even a lot of us are producers, there are consumers under the, under the guise of producers. Take what you mean. Yeah, you got a business, but you still operate like a consumer. Therefore, you keep making consumer mistakes. Therefore, you continue to take all the risk and you cannot see true progression in your life. It's very simple, the mathematics of developing success and developing wealth. So, Jake... Why, why do you keep breaking down these words? I keep breaking down the words is because you have to understand that words are spells. The word of God, it says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It is not talking about physical weapons of guns and knives and that it's talking about the power of your tongue. Every single thing in your life, every single thing in your life that you have accomplished, every single thing in your life that you manifested came from the power of your tongue. It existed in two areas at one time, your mind, and then you brought it into existence. In my favorite book, it says, what is loosed in heaven is loosed on earth. What is bound in heaven is bound on earth. There's no heaven and no sky. It's only a heaven in your subconscious mind. Everything in your subconscious mind creates what you see today. Your relationships, your circumstances, your friendships, your wealth, your finance, your career, everything you thought about, you're living in an existence of it. So if you change your mind and your belief and you base it based on facts, research and logic, what comes out your mouth has to also be the same thing. So we always talk about we want currency and money, but we don't know what it actually means. See, if you break down what currency means and you split it down the middle, and you look at the root word and you look at the prefix and the suffix, you're going to realize that cur means to run. And you're going to also see that NC means consistently or consistency. So that means that your currency is supposed to be running what? Consistently. It's very simple. So what's also in currency? Current. What is a current? Electrical current, water current, and currency money. There's no, there's no coincidence of how these words are being played and they're interchangeable. See, if water ever got stagnant, we'll be dead. If life ever got stagnant, we'll be dead. If electricity ever got stagnant, we wouldn't have lights. And we, we also die. And if currency does not flow co correctly, it will flow out of your life and that will be dead in your life. So we have to understand how it flows. And it's supposed to flow like the water cycle.
You have rain and then what? It sits in a reservoir. What is the reservoir? The reserve, the savings account, the investment account that you're having your money in. Then the money goes back out and it comes back in and it does this flow again. But when you understand how money works, a lot of us don't flow our money in the same exact fashion. A lot of us do not flow our money in the same exact fashion. So, Jake, what do you mean a lot of us don't flow our money in the same exact fashion? Our money goes out, but never comes back in. And that goes against the construct of everything that God created. Matter of fact, if you want to obtain wealth, just look at the world God created. Everything has a cycle, but always comes back. Only in the consumer's world do, do we make money we, and then goes out and it never comes back to us. Remember I said as a consumer, we consume all of the risks. So what happens? Money is earned. Money comes in. Precipitation. Money is saved. It hits the reservoir. Money goes out into the world. Remember what? It goes out into the world from the lakes, ocean, and streams. Transpires from the plants. It goes out and then it goes what? Into condensation. Condensation are these clouds where money is moved to rain down on us again. Y'all see what's happening here? So one, boom, it goes out in these clouds. It gets spent out. And then what? The money returns back to our cycle. And then we build this money economy. But when we look at the banks, a lot of us don't realize that the banks understand this concept, but we don't. The banks have created a world to where we, we have to depend on them. Jake, what do you mean? The bank has created a world to where everything revolves around them. Jake, what do you mean? What we first have to understand is that the banks cannot survive without us. <clears throat> the banks cannot survive without us. Jake, what do you mean? Well, how does the bank get their money? The bank gets their money from three places. The bank gets their money from the Federal Reserve, Zero to point two five percent. The bank gets their money from other other financial institutions at point two five percent to point seven five percent in blocks, what they call blocks of money. You're talking about Billions of dollars at 0.25% is different than a dollar at 1.25%. And then the banks get their money from us at what? Then the banks get their money from us at, from us at 0.4. And depending on the checking account, sometimes 0%. Two, let me get the eraser so y'all aren't confused. Two, 3%. Jake, why do you say 3%? Because remember, some of y'all got CDs, and they do promise you 3%, depending on the bank and CDs. So banks get other people's money in order to do business. What you have to understand is that a consumer bank is nothing but a business. Can you write that down, please? Can you write that down, please? A consumer bank a consumer bank is just a business. That's all that it is. A consumer bank is just a business. That's all that it is. Nothing more, nothing less. There's nothing complicated about it. So, so, so what happens with this consumer bank? The consumer bank gets other people's money. <laughs> then what do they do? What do they do? After they get other people's money, which is our money, us. Other institutions get their money from us. <laughs> and the Federal Reserve just prints money and they create shit. Okay? So the bank gets their money from us. We'll just say all of this is us. And then what do they do? Then they market their product back to us at 3 to 
So the bank gets their money from us only to market back to us for us to go in, buy things, build businesses, return the money back for it to flow back to the bank. And this is the process. They get money from us. They sell it back to us. The money goes out. It comes back in. And then they get wealthy. Well, if y'all look at the flow, remember, don't forget the flow. What was the flow? What was the flow? What was the flow? The flow was what? Money goes out, money comes in, money stays in the reservoir, and it works over and over again, right? And then they start this process over again. So if I understand the flow, I need to be the bank. But now the question is, Jake, how can I become the bank? How can I become the bank? Well, you cannot become the bank if you first don't understand what is going on. So now that we understand what we're supposed to do with our money, we have to first understand one thing. And the thing that we have to understand that there are four entities that are stealing from us every single day. And I want you to write them down in the comments. What's the first thief is you. The lack of proper information and moving on emotions you steal from yourself. So a lot of you are blaming this man and blaming the system, blaming the institution and all those, especially if you are black. We have dealt with uh, redlining and, and racism. But remember, the moment that we got free, we began to build wealth from ourselves because we began to start operating like what? Like the bank. We began to start doing for self, depending on self. It was not until we what? Integrated that we lost our wealth. When we were separated and did business with them, we were fine. When we integrated our businesses to them, okay. So look, so what happens? You steal from yourself a lack of information. You depend on the bank to give you things that you can do for yourself. Guess what? Then Wall Street steals your money. Remember, Wall Street, all the bells and the whistles sounds just like what? The casino. Pay attention. So lack of strategy going in there with emotions, not realizing how to actually transact win-win situations, you're going to lose your money there and then the government takes the rest of our money. So what I told you, I did a research and I did a study. If you're on YouTube, you can see it real close. If not, I'll make it as big as I can for you. But the number one cause of death in black America is heart disease. Write that down in the comments. The number one cause of death in black America is heart disease. Number one cause of death in black America is heart disease. And it actually, in my book, in my book, We Are Sick, Surviving Financial Cancer, in this book, I make a hypothesis. And this hypothesis is based on the data that we're about to go over. Because I cannot teach you how to be the bank if you don't realize how, how bad of a position that you're in as being just a consumer. We all consume something at some form of fashion or some time and place in life. But to remain a consumer because of lack of knowledge is asinine to your family's legacy. And I'm about to prove, just like I wrote in this book, how financial, how consumer debt is the number one cause of death in black America. And I wrote it in this book and we're about to look at my hypothesis from a bird's eye view. So the number one cause of death, according to the CDC, is heart disease. Okay. Now. The number one cause of heart disease, according to the CDC, is acute and chronic stress. The number one cause of heart disease is acute and chronic stress. So a lot of people just say it's just the food that you eat. It's just that. Yes, that is a combination. But just bad food alone just can't kill you. It has to be a combination of things, right? It's, 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 a, it's everything in one. I've seen a lot of people eat bad for all of their life, but control their stress and they live to 104 years old. 
without any real ailments. I've seen it happen. Y'all seen y'all. Some of y'all got grandparents that smoked and drank all day, but they had no stress and they lived to 90, 100 and whatever. So that lets you know that there is something other than just food that is important and more prevalent to your body that causes distress inside of your body that we cannot see or understand until today. So the number one cause of heart disease, according to the CDC, uh, is acute and chronic stress. What's acute stress? Uh, the number one cause of a, 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 a so let me tell you what acute stress is. Acute stress is short stress, right? Short, short stress says your body was actually made to deal with short cycles of stress. That's what your body was made to do. It was made to deal with short cycles of stress. Jake, what is a short cycle of stress? A stress that's not supposed to be reoccurring. Why? Because your body can absorb stress because if you overcome it, that's what they call being what? Tenacious is having uh, a veracity to come over and overcome things, right? So, but when you're talking about chronic stress, chronic stress is the stress of the acute stress over a long period of time. See, me being short on my bills one time is a lot to deal with, but I can overcome it as long as it doesn't happen again. But me being my short on my bills and living paycheck to paycheck for 40 years of my life, that stress is compounded. This is why a lot of black folk, especially people who are poor, black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, we feel, we feel overbearing. We feel uh, overbearing. We feel the overbearing weight of, of bills and overbearing weight of society. We feel stress in our neck and our back and our body begin to break down and the the reason that our bodies begin to break down is because what happens is when you deal with a lot of stress, it releases endorphins and it also releases things inside of your bloodstream that begins to clog up your arteries and begin to start what making it hard for blood to pass through your body. So when your stress begins to increase and not only are you eating bad, it's forcing your body not to get the what blood that it needs that transitions oxygen to every place and organ of your body, therefore causing for what to happen. Okay, exactly. So we understand what's going on. You can do your own research on that one. Now, the number one cause of acute and chronic stress is financial stress, financial hopelessness, feelings that you cannot get out. The 76% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Listen, this is a part where I wanted to see how honest people are because it wasn't until I got honest with my life that my life began to change. Okay. How many of you are living paycheck to paycheck right now? And you're tired of it. Person number five. Tell the truth. How many of y'all are living paycheck to paycheck right now? You sick and tired of it, person number five. 76% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And can I tell you something? A lot of these, these financial gurus that you see that are making a lot of money because of their lifestyle and their understanding and insecurities, they don't realize that they're passing down. They're living in the traumas of their parents. They're still living paycheck to paycheck and their stress levels are just as high. See, how God created this world was supposed to work. None of us were actually supposed to deal with stress long term. It was supposed to be short things that we learn from and we build from, therefore allowing us to have the resilience needed, but creating this infinite peace because we're not making the same mistakes over and over again. A lot of us claim, we say, man, we got genetic issues, right? Those genetic issues is causing us to be sick and we're doing that. Now, there are some cases in sickness that that is true. However, when it comes to the large majority of the things that we consider genetic, it has a lot to do with the makeup of the habits that we make. Mm -hmm. It has a lot to do with the makeup of the habits that we make. Jake, what do you mean by the makeup of the habits that we make? What I am saying is that you keep getting the same illnesses and the same sicknesses and you're dying around the same ages of the people that came before you because you're making the same decisions. You're drinking uh, uh, profuse, profusely. And what profusely means is a lot. You're drinking a lot. Why are you drinking a lot? Because you're trying to get away from the stresses of life. What is the stress of life? Bills, responsibilities. How am going to feed my children? How am going to take care of this? How am going to pay for this? How am going to do this? Then guess what? Because you have to pay for bills and debt and things that you cannot what pay for, you got to now go work dead-end jobs and jobs and careers that you don't care about because you made the decision to make financial decisions and habits or decisions and moments that cause you to have financial stress and deal with things that you cannot do. Some of us are driving more cars. You see how overwhelming this information is that's how your body is dealing with this 
And a body that works in overload because of stress is not what? It's not a body that's resting in the right proper place and peace that you need. This is why you see back in the day, you can see your grandma who used to be a chain smoker or he drank all daddy that drank all the time, lived to 90 to 100 years old and lived a great life because they lived below their means. And guess what? They had you. They passed away. They had closets full of money. They ain't worried about nothing. You ever need the money, you go to Granny House, Granny got $20 for you. Why? Because she's living be un, be young, below her means, but she's saving and she's storing and she's still making income, allowing for her to deal with in that place that we call peace. And so most marriages end in divorce because of what? Financial stress. Most arguments, most arguments are derived from financial stress. You know the hardest conversation to have in a black household is what's going on with the money? that the hardest conversation to have in the black family household, a, a, a conversation that cannot be conversed about, cannot be talked about at any table, on any couch, at any level, is what's going on with the money. Why? Because that conversation alone brings about stress that tears your body apart. So the number one cause of chronic stress is financial hopelessness. Hopelessness. And the number one cause of financial hopelessness is consumer debt, a.k.a. financial cancer. I look at consumer debt. What I did was in this book, We Are Six Surviving Financial Cancer, I did a, comparison, a, com a comparative analysis. And in this comparative analysis, what I did was I compared the four stages of physical cancer to the four stages of financial cancer. What I found was the stress levels are the same in every level. He said, Jake, well, how can the stress levels of physical cancer be compatible to the stress levels of financial cancer, which you consider debt, consumer debt? Consumer debt is financial cancer. Because the more consumer debt you have, the more responsibility that you're forced to take care of, the more you got to deal with stuff that you do not want to deal with, the more things begin to stack up. The more your cancer grows, the more it spews over, the more things it begins to affect. Fellas, the reason why your wife is stressed out and she's stressing and she's nagging is because she's really stressed because you're not making the right financial decisions for the household. And a woman likes security, safety, and understanding that you're going to be resourceful and provide resources, not just financially, but everywhere. She's stressed because of that stress now she's causing conversations and arguments about little things and she can't understand or be able to, she doesn't know what conversations to have because she doesn't realize it's coming from what? Financial stress. In this book, I prove it. So let's do a recap. In the recap, we can see that heart disease is number one cause of death in what? Black America. Not only is heart disease the number one cause of death in black America, but we also we also have to understand one thing, what? That acute and chronic stress is the number one cause of heart disease. Well, financial hopelessness is the number one cause of acute and chronic stress. And debt, a.k.a. financial cancer, is the number one cause of financial hopelessness. So bank debt, consumer debt, is the number one cause of death in black America. And if we don't fix this issue, we're going to have serious issues. We're going to have serious problems, okay? you got to fix the, fix the issue. If you do not fix the issue, you're going to have serious issues issues and problems. So what I want you to do, what I want you to see is I want you to figure out where your money is going. The average person in black America, we say we ain't got no money. How many of us can, how many of us can say that? We have said that we ain't got no money. How many of us can admit that we said that? We ain't got no money. We ain't got no money. Like I told y'all, what y'all are going to find out about your cousin is that I'm not going to bring you no opinion of mine until I show. I'm not going to bring you any opinion of mine. I'm only going to show you facts, research, and logic. And then upon showing you that, I'm going to show you more facts, research, and logic and why my approach is the most beneficial approach for you building your financial wealth. I'm not bringing you hypotheses without facts, research, and logic to be able to show you the implementation of what I'm talking about. A lot of us say black folk ain't got no money. And everybody says, if I can just make a million dollars, my life would change. But the average person does not realize that over the working career, the average working career of a black American making the average income that a black American uh, person is making at this moment in time, the average black American will make $1.5 million over their working career. 
Yeah, I said it. The average black American is going to make $1.5 million over their working career. Now, the question that I have for you is if I make $1.5 million over my career, this is when I tell people all the time, you are already a millionaire. You just don't know it yet. You are already a millionaire. You're just not operating in it yet. You just don't know that you're already a millionaire because your habits are bad. So if the average, what average working American makes $1.5 million over their 30, 40 year working career, the question is where the hell does my money go? Where is it at? Well, let's look at the numbers. Based on statistics, the total number of debt and interest paid over your working career, the total number of consumer debt and interest paid over your working career is $1,082,577. Is $1,082,577. That is your average debt and interest you pay back to the bank. But I said, man, the bank is my friend. If you're not making money on the bank or becoming the bank, the bank is not your friend. The bank is the number one thief of your wealth. Yeah, well, 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 see, a quarter of the $1.5 million, a quarter of that goes to interest payments alone. This is profitability to the bank. A quarter of that, $425,000 on average per person. Per person, per person in a household, black American household, per person, not house, per person. The average person pays $425,000 in interest to the bank. Bank at your friend. The bank ain't your partner. Y'all know, y'all know one of my favorite artists. One of my favorite artists. Y'all know one of my favorite artists say, "Everybody ain't your friend. Everybody ain't your partner. Everybody ain't no real." Mm, if you say I got you, I got you. When it's messed up, it gets messed up. I can't cuss. Just hold it down and keep it silent. And when I'm not around, but take your name. Okay. Don't let nobody talk about you. So listen, uh, they're not your friend. So before we even talk about leverage, a lot of us uh, have learned the word leverage wrong. Let's go back to the bank. Why are they not our friend? Why is the bank not our friend? It's very simple because the bank is doing a couple of things. It's called, it's called the consumer hustle. See, this is what the bank has taught you. The bank says as a consumer, in order for you to get what you want, this is us. You need to come borrow money from me so that you can have the life of your dreams. Then when life gives you what you want, you're going to pay me back what you need. What about building a business? The, the bank says, hey, listen, you want to build a business? I got what you need. <laughs> I give you the money. You sell your products and you pay me back. <laughs> That's the process. And none of us have ever asked, damn, how did the bank get their money though? The bank says, shoot, I'm getting the money from the customer. I'm getting the money from the customer. You say, as a business, you say, well, I want to sell products to the customer. The bank said, well, you need me to sell products to the customer. You're not realizing the bank got their money from the customer. So why would I uh, always keep myself in a position to go through the third party when I can go directly to the source? The problem with being a consumer and staying a consumer is you ain't got... You can't go directly to the no source because you can't make money from no customer.
Instagram say that Instagram stopping me because I'm giving it too much game. No, it's stopping me because I ain't got no battery. <laughs> My battery low. That's why it's stopping me. <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy, they be, boy, leave it to us. We think everything a conspiracy, boy. Boy, boy, look at that, boy. They, they stopping that brother right there because he, he talking that good stuff. No, they're not stopping me. I ain't, I got to charge up my phone. <laughs> I appreciate the Lord, though. <laughs> now the sound skipping. That's crazy. They said the sound crazy. Now, now that may be the people. Now it may be them folk. On YouTube, y'all follow me? On YouTube, y'all follow me? Instagram, y'all still with me? Here's a book I want y'all to read. It's called The Customer Funded Business. It's called The Customer Funded Business. Customer Funded Business. You know what the Customer Funded Business is? It teaches you how to do? It teaches you how to start, finance, and grow your company with your customer's cash. It looks like the bank knows how to do that, but we clearly don't want to do that. Hmm. So let's look at what leverage is. A lot of us say, man, I like to leverage the bank so I can get the house and the mortgage and the stuff, the cars that I want. But we'll look at what leverage is. Leverage is to use borrowed capital for an investment expecting the profits made to be greater than the interest payable. Leverage is to use borrowed capital Expecting the profits made to be greater than the interest payable. Profits made. Leverage means to use something to maximum advantage. So to leverage money to buy consumer things that do not make you money is not leverage at all. That is a death sentence. It's not leverage at all. So dang, Jigga, I didn't realize that. Well, I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs>